0: Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. Crazy ways are ever
1: dead. If I
2: stay with you, girl.
0: Welcome to Almost Famous Minute. Where we're discussing the two thousand Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous. One minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute.
1: I'm Aaron Stark, public speaker, iconoclast, and Almost Famous myself.
2: And I'm Rodam Spence from Delcare Presents. Yeah,
0: great to have you both back for the last time this week. For the last time for a little while. And then maybe one or both of you can might be back on later on. It's good to be here. it been a good week so far, I think. How are you guys doing? Pretty yeah, good.
2: Absolutely. Having a great time.
0: All right. So this is Minute 6 here on Friday, and it starts with Elaine and Anita continuing their argument and ends with the end of the argument by Anita leaving and William repeating her by saying, feck.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, it, you can tell right away from this that the... The, this argument has happened quite frequently in this household. That there's always been something uh, that the mom has tried to keep them from doing. Yeah. I can't really see. Do you know? Can you? Can either of you see what the sign says in their their living room? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there's a few. Well, I, well, it's it's the Serenity Prayer. <laughs> oh, okay. It's give me the, me the serenity. serenity to. Blah blah blah.
2: <laughs> there's another okay. sign as well that says "Try a little kindness." Oh yeah. Da-da-da-da. Okay yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and actually, there's the the seconds, you know, when it's on uh, William, you know, like 26, 27, you can see the bottom half. You know, I cannot change the courage Mm. to change the things I can and intelligence to to tell the difference. So, what do you have seconds on what the other one or the other one is, Rory?
2: Oh, yeah, uh, just near the start of the minute, it's between um, Elena and Anita. It says try a little kindness, which is. Yeah, right. Try a little
0: kindness, yeah.
1: Right around seconds uh, 27 through 31, William's checking out the yeah. Simon and Garfunkel picture, or record picture. Yeah, and, well, yeah, and I, uh, you
0: know, I think a lot of it, you know, the lyrics on the back.
1: Well, and he seems really happy to of... be looking at that, and mm-hmm. he seems extremely excited to have that in his hands. And he seems kind of disillusioned yeah. by this whole argument they're having, because, again, I think this has happened... Yeah quite frequently. Although mm-hmm. the mom says something that I find very fascinating. She mentions uh, in it, that she is a college professor. Right. And I think that is rather telling for her whole style. Like we mentioned last week with the, that they have more deep intellectual conversations in their household. I think that that, her being a college professor probably really informs yeah. that, uh, that gave both their kids a good thirst for knowledge, where William is trying to Read and find out about uh, poetry and lyrics and stuff. The um, daughter seems much more experiential, going to trying to find out things mm-hmm. about the
2: mm-hmm. world. Yep.
0: And and that leads me to what I was mentioning last minute about soy. But then this minute, there's this part that's brought up where that that uh, that the daughter brings up Anita brings up uh, celebrating yep. Christmas in September. So, like between those two things, I feel like well, the mother as the disciplinarian and and guide, guidance person in in the household for both both the children, um, you know, the the sole one seemingly, um, you know she, she seems to be fairly progressive in certain sen- sentences, her senses that is in certain senses, um, but at other points, you know, I mean she's just so protective. That it makes her also seem a bit conservative in nature,
2: yeah, yeah, and I think they've gone back even to to Kella Mockingbird, which is fairly progressive, as telling her that and the kinds of things she's exposing welcome to, but not things like music mm-hmm. is interesting,
1: mm-hmm, that might be a very good that's a good parallel there that the um that she does want to have let them have. Uh, agency and let them experience the world mm-hmm. but she wants it to be within her own parameters yeah. and yeah. to not not try to jeopardize the status quo so to speak
2: mm.
0: well and she uses she she says the thing she, she kind of changes her her attitude as well right at the point she says use me um and and she wants yeah she definitely wants to be the person guiding versus anyone else. I think, you know, in this, yeah. especially mm-hmm. Daryl, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. She definitely sets up Daryl as the bad guy. And, uh, Anita definitely has a, uh, she puts it in the good contrast where she says that he says, I'm a yes person. And you raise us in a no mm-hmm. environment and that she, Anita is really trying to find personal liberation and, uh, yeah. Which is common for a teenager. They always want to rebel against the parents, and Elaine just wants her to do that, but be safe about it. Like she says, she just wants her to stay away from the drugs and the sex. Uh, Again, Elaine doesn't really ever strike me as a bad guy in the story, just more as the authoritarian figure. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: But, but then she kind of really becomes much more the bad guy in the very next moment when she's really yeah. insulting to her daughter. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. She, you know, she's implying that, you know, the the word, I hate to say it, but it's the best, you know. Well, the, the, what's the what's the nicer way of saying it <laughs> besides, um, besides slutty? <laughs> um, the pr- promiscuous? Promiscuous. <laughs> One yeah. of
1: loose morals. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I, I don't know if that's um, – I don't know. Again, being I used to look at that like that would just, that would be more of an insult, but I have an 18-year-old daughter. And I, yeah. <laughs> I find myself saying things similar more, and more frequently these days.
0: You need to say no, no more.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and not just – like she, she gets dressed in clothes. Like, is this cute? Like, yeah, it's beautiful. Take it off. Like <laughs> – <laughs> So I, I maybe in my old age I'm starting to sympathize yeah. more with the authoritarian parents. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like the way William reacts to that line as well. He understands what she means even. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a little yeah. like shocked face at that. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and Anita tries to bring him into it with that next line with the the I can't live here. I hate it. I hate you. Even William hates you. And William's like I don't I don't hate you. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> This is between you guys. I'm not getting into this fight. <laughs> yeah. But you can see that Anita still, even even with the trying to rebel, she still listens to her mom, and she still tries to toe the line with some of the rules by not even using the full F word, right? You know, she it's feck.
2: Yeah, which is Irish slang. I don't know if you know that. Oh, okay. As feck essentially Great. means the same thing in Irish slang as it would. Uh, like.
1: well and there's an English word that, that makes sense that it's an Irish slang because there's an English word that it would come from, from what I thought that would be feckless where
2: yeah. Yeah. If, yeah, yeah
1: yeah, so I, didn't, I, I never understood if, if you were feckless do you actually some to some cases you have feck I don't know
2: <laughs> I don't know if that comes from the same place but I would imagine possibly yeah yeah, I don't know if you, if you got the, the TV show Father Ted over there, but the word feck is used quite a lot in it. Mm.
1: Yeah, because that. And I find, I, even William, at, after their little bit of argument, the, when Elaine points out that your sister used the F word, William says, well, you, she just said feck.
2: Yeah. And it, it, what Elaine says is, what's the difference? And Which I like because I've always been sort of fascinated by the. People being offended by language because it kinda only ever means what you want it to mean. You know what I mean? And mm, in yeah, this right. case, she means exactly the same thing as if she said "fuck," yeah. or she said feck. You know, it doesn't. It really doesn't make a difference. The intent is still the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the biggest reason for all you know use, use usage of our language, any yeah. language. You know, it's it's all about intent. I yeah. mean, just saying. The word "fuck" does not, you know, mean that I endorse saying it in mm. in, in a mean way.
1: <laughs> well, I, I would um, yeah. just like to go on record that I endorse the word "fuck,"
2: me too,
0: I
1: I do think that it's a really strange phenomenon. People say, people try to censor themselves by saying things like the F word and even saying yeah. the F word, you're putting that yeah. word fuck in the other person's brain. They're you're making yeah, them absolutely. say it in their heads. You just yeah. don't want the agency to say it yourself. So you're making them say it for them, for you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, there seems to be a bit of, uh, of wishy washy kind of weak censorship yeah. with that.
0: And the same thing right there with, with, with WTF. Yeah, just just saying that, or having that be a title of your show, other, other <laughs> podcast, Um or or there's the, the, there's the shows. I think it's been like they're what in like fifth season or something. Shit's Creek. I mean, mm-hmm. they get away with saying that all all the time, you know, because it's spelled differently. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: mm-hmm. Oh, and then it's a person's name in the show or whatever, I guess, or whatever, or maybe it's a town or something. I don't know. I've watched it. but. But 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 they're even saying shit shit. The word shit was in in the word in used in the movie Ant Man that was on the USA Network yesterday at five p.m. <laughs> and they were they were they were letting it.
1: They rip. had Wolverine Wolverine dropped the fuck bomb in the mm-hmm. first X Men movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it, like what? There's no. It seems that the old standards have pretty much vanished. It reminds me of in the '80s when the comic book code kind of just evaporated.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: when they all of a sudden Marvel decided, like, you know what? We really don't even need to ask you anymore, so never mind. Yeah. And the the, the time frame that we're dealing here with this movie, that would be about the time that people are really fighting against, like Carlin the, is trying to put out his seven words you can't say on TV. Mm-hmm. Or shortly right, thereafter, yeah. that's probably about ten years after this. But, yeah, it's kind of in mm-hmm. the air. Hmm. And Zoe Deschanel's character definitely seems to be rebellious. Zoe Deschanel seems to be a rebellious person as a whole, anyway. Seems to be that's kind of the the roles and attitude that she gravitates towards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the again quirky kind of
0: yeah, quirky yeah. in a in a grunge and post grunge environment, you know, or, or yeah. cultural you know identity um, that that mm-hmm. so many have. But she's this quirky character that and that's rebellious, yeah
1: makes makes you wonder what, how she would have fit in in the 90s or something like this like a swingers vibe mm
0: mm-hmm. yeah and uh so i mean we already said you already one of, one of you guys i think already said the elaine's line what's the difference and yeah. as far as we know right now that's just rhetorical right <laughs> <laughs> is is there a punchline yeah. is that, is that <laughs> the end of the conversation or maybe it will continue yeah
2: that's interesting you really could just end the scene on that that hasn't been the scene. That's quite interesting. Just how, how minutes break down sometimes oh, is yeah, quite yeah, it's, good. It's, it's and, and how it's
1: how many nice. how many more scenes do we have of uh, Michael Arganano Ar- and Garano as William?
2: not many. Like,
0: roughly a couple weeks. You know, six. You know, six minutes maybe. Roughly.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: because I think it's minute thirteen is is the switch. Okay. I'm pretty sure.
1: And again, he's a, great, he's a great actor. He does pulls off the part really well. And Frances McDormand is fantastic as always and mm-hmm. pulls off a really good authoritarian. She plays a great mom. Like She's, she's, a, she's like the yeah. kind of person that in real life she, you could cook you a good dinner and take care of you if you had a cold. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was actually thinking of it as this, this is kind of a, a Tony Collette role now. Oh, this yeah. role. You hmm. could definitely see Tony Collette playing this role.
1: Yeah, yeah, possibly, or even even in a strange way, someone like a Melissa McCarthy.
2: Oh yeah, I could see,
1: I could see her yeah. in that kind of role.
2: Yeah.
1: Someone that you trust that in their in their past they might have smoked a joint once or twice in their life, but now they just <laughs> want to keep you away from it.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, is there much else either of you guys have to say about this minute?
2: Um. Uh. Yeah. Just the list of um. Things they're not allowed. All right, yeah, oh, yeah. It just includes uh, bacon and bologna, which, and just pairing that with the fact she's cooking soy, it's like yeah. she didn't mention <laughs> yeah, like yeah. meat. It's specifically, just two types of meat she mentioned. So, yeah. it's interesting. They're probably not vegetarians by the sound of it, but they have cut out a lot of meat, which I just found mm. a bit, a bit unusual. I don't know. Maybe if that was common in the at the time. We
1: find out what the white ended up being. The white being being white flour. Why would you ban white flour? Like, I Uh, understand banning sugar and even possibly bacon, eggs, and bologna, but why ban white flour?
2: It's not the best for you, I don't think. I'm no nutritionist myself, but uh, Mm. I think there are better alternatives for you. But yeah, I don't know maybe that was again at the time you know like these things kind of go in, in fads like what what you should and yeah. shouldn't eat so yeah. maybe that like, was a an actual thing at the time it was a big thing yeah
1: like the egg thing how we, eggs in our lifetime have went from being excellent to being terrible to being excellent <laughs> to I think they're good now
2: I don't know uh, it depends who you ask the last I heard yeah
1: <laughs> I know that I know that a couple years ago they decided bacon was healthy so
2: know right, yeah Yeah, eggs, good for you, but not um, morally great if you ask vegans, so...
1: (laughs) Well, I try to avoid asking vegans for my
2: morals.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's mainly because I like to have discussions that don't only involve my morals, so... (laughs) 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 But I like that they lumped in rock and roll and motorcycles, so there's... there's, (laughs) There's been a an episode. These things are only banned when things come up. You know, they don't ever make these lists just because there's something ever <laughs> something happened with a motorcycle that made the mom say no, no more motorcycles.
2: Well, yeah, my mom wouldn't let me have a motorcycle when I was eighteen, so I don't <laughs> I don't, uh, don't see that as unusual. That's one of the more usual things I would say for a parent to to ban a teenager from doing.
0: I think in my house, it was just uh, assumed motorcycles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, my mom wouldn't let my dad have a motorcycle, so I had no chance. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I grew up in a farm up in Oregon for a while, and there was motorcycles (laughs) everywhere, so I guess no one ever cared. Yeah. It'd be way way more funny for them to ban something like bacon. Although I see that they banned uh, sugar and white flour, so... I, maybe yeah. it's just she just hates white powders of all kinds.
0: <laughs> arsenic too, isn't arsenic? Coming? Yeah. <laughs> <I already assumed. laughs> well, yeah. if you're going to
1: ban everything, you know you might as well ban arsenic. I think I think that's about it for this week.
0: Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, like I said at the beginning, I think uh, it's been a great week with with uh, both of you and, and two weeks with Aaron.
1: Thanks for having me. It's been been really fun.
0: Uh, check out uh, mm-hmm. what uh, Rory had to say yesterday uh, with his plugs and so forth. His mm-hmm. excellent podcast of his own. The one other thing uh, I think we'd like to find out, though, from Rory would be uh, his history with this movie uh, when he when he first saw it. Uh, uh, right, met many repeat viewings or what have you over the years. Yeah, well,
2: yeah, I first saw. It. I was probably around, like, 16 when I first saw it, so mm-hmm. a, a good age to foresee it. Uh, yeah. yeah, when I was, again, I was getting into rock music quite a lot in those days, played guitar, grew my hair long, all that, uh, so yeah, it was a good, it came at a good time for me when I first saw it, and I uh, loved it, obviously, uh, but... Strange thing though, is though I've not seen it that many times. I've only maybe seen it in its entirety about maybe two or three times, uh-huh. uh, including uh, the other day in preparation for this. So yeah, it's, um, it's, it's but again watching it the other day, I thought I need to watch this more. It's something that I, yeah. I've I've loved every time I watched it and thought, right, this is like a really good movie. I want to see this. Like I I should watch it more, but I just. I just haven't for whatever reason. I don't know what that is, but it's definitely going to be in my list.
0: And it sounded like you indicated you had watched the Untitled version at some point.
2: Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Just that one. I don't know, maybe I have seen that before because I've remembered the the Xmas scene, so I don't know. Whenever I've been watching it, that's been the one that's come up and streaming or whatever. And
0: that is the one. I don't think this theatrical version has a commentary, but uh, that is something I did myself, uh, was listen to the commentary on the Untitled much longer version. Mm. I recommend yeah. that. There's a lot of interesting insight uh, that Cameron Crowe and I, I, and his mother is on with him throughout the, the <laughs> <Well>. commentary. <laughs> and I think oh, one other, other person that was high up in the production.
2: That's always fun.
0: Okay, well thanks so much guys. You're both great this past uh, week or two here.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. And, and Thank
0: Aaron, you very much. It, is, are there any further last little plugs you want to, you know, just point them um, to your YouTube channel?
1: Yeah, come see me on YouTube channel. It's Aaron Stark Author is the name of the YouTube channel. Um, Also, find me on Twitter at at Stark Author or at StarkDad1313. And also, come find me on Facebook. I have a really big Facebook group called You Are Not Alone. That's all one word. Capitalize each word, the Y, the capital Y, capital A, capital. you know, you are not alone. And um, it's all about positivity and support. Um, Stay tuned because I have a lot more stuff coming out. Uh, podcasts, NPR reports, a big documentary coming out later this year. So, yeah,
0: stay tuned. Wonderful. I can't wait for that stuff. Okay, so this was uh, Minute 6 here on Friday. We'll be back Monday with whole new guests, all new guests. Who knows who who will, will be around. Um, and until then, it's all happening. It's, it's all, all happening. happening.
1: The Golden God!
2: Yeah! Yeah! And I was
1: born in the backseat of a Greyhound bus Rolling
2: down Highway 41 You know the queen of hearts Is always your best bet
0: You still have time for a tempting snack Are you sick and tired of movie review shows that are just missing something? Do you need more history? Do you need more laughs? Do you need more meandering insane ramblings than most movie shows provide? Well then I've got the show for you, Real Rock, with me, the rock and roll reverend Andy King. On Real Rock, we look to dissect rock and roll movies from not only a historical view But also through a critical and oftentimes personal view. Every episode of Real Rock is a little different, with occasional parodies, sometimes special guests, and a lot of unhinged rants. So pass the popcorn, pass the vape, and hit the lights. We're going to the movies. Listen to Real Rock wherever you catch your pods.